Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Beat. Uh, we hope you had a fantastic Easter. Uh, it's been one of the longest holidays that we always look out for beginning of the year, so we hope you enjoyed that. And uh, my name is Maggie Umotesi, coming to you from uh, Dakar in Senegal. My colleague Dumi is joining us from uh, Johannesburg, is it Dumi? Yeah. How are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Yeah. Good to be on the passenger side for once. <laughs> when you're used to not being in the driver's seat, it's comfortable because yeah. you're like, okay, let me wait for the first question. <laughs> but yeah, I think for the past week, I have been, um, week or few days, I've been personally so into the Flutterwave story, which has been the biggest story out of Africa, especially because for me, Flutterwave represented what African startups could be. Yeah. One of the yeah. biggest yeah. unicorns that we have. The money they raised, yeah. how it rained, it just felt like, okay, mm-hmm. we're seeing a Silicon Valley in Africa and the future is so bright. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing this story that came out to expose the inside trading that has been ongoing, all the sexual harassment and how workers have been treated, or all this that has been happening, the transactions that, you know, yeah. it's theft in one or the other that we don't have <laughs> a concrete information other than, you know, evidence that was showed to us by uh, yeah. one of the investigative journalists in Nigeria and Nigeria. the companies that have also been a uh, part of this but the latest I saw was that the investors within Flutterwave were actually investigating all of these allegations to see what steps to be taken next but do me this is such a sad story to hear especially yeah. when we're talking about the boom in African startups and uh, yeah. the financing that has been raised over the years yeah what are your thoughts? Look, it's almost puzzling mm. to an extent, all of these things that have happened. And mm. it's very sad, really, because as a continent, we've always been on the back foot already, right? When you look at, say, the venture capitalists, or what we call VC, VC world, mm. uh, the money that goes to startups in US, vis-a-vis the money that goes to startups in Africa, is very limited because people don't have that much faith in mm. uh, African capabilities to, you know, bring out amazing solutions. So with this story now, it uh, sort of then puts a dent on the strides that have been made from a tech space. It will take somebody who's really, really astute to look beyond the whole Flutterwave uh, thing that's going on uh, and still put a lot of money in African startups. What pains me the most is that, yes, there's um, allegations of things going on at Flutterwave because they still have not been proven. Um, Absolutely. They have, they've been in front of a court or anything, so still mm. allegations, right? Uh, but then you look in the U.S. You've mm. got uh, Elizabeth Holmes from uh, the company Theranos raised a whole lot of billion dollars over something that was non-existent. Uh, <laughs> you look at uh, the conduct of uh, Travis yeah. Kalanick, uh, yeah. The man who founded what we now call Uber, mm. uh, the giant company, and mm. the allegations that were brought out against him. Mm. And yet every other day, 
more other startups come up in America and money still just flows out to those mm-hmm. companies. Yet when it then comes to Africa, now VCs will want to take a more scrutinizing look and say, ooh, maybe Africa mm-hmm. is not as nice as it was because of mm-hmm. these allegations that have been you know, brought out against Flutterwork. For me, that's the sad thing about it and you know the kind of sort of attention that it then brings uh, on our continent. Mm. And yeah, for those that, that have not quite been following um, the news around this company that we're calling Flutterwave, um, so it's a company, well, it's, it's actually headquartered in San Francisco, but founded by, you know, Nigerian uh, folks, these uh, startup uh, founders that, you know, saw a solution that needed to be brought to the market, and then they did it. And in the process, there are now allegations that there was some sort of uh, uh, serious misconduct that happened. Uh, there was uh, there are allegations of uh, insider trading, uh, employee abuse, financial misconduct, and uh, the journalist that uh, Maggie mentioned uh, from um, Nigeria, David uh, Hunde, he runs uh, what is called like a West Africa Weekly blog, I think, and he says he did a, a deep dive and investigation into uh, mm-hmm. the trading that was going on at uh, at Flutterwave and. Uh, he says he has uncovered uh, all of these things. And some of the things that, um, that are alleged are so serious enough to, you know, to attract even the attention of, say, the Securities Exchange Commission in the United States. I mean, since we said the fintech company is uh, headquartered in San Francisco. So we will see time will tell uh, what happens. But, um, yeah for lack of a better word, and as, uh, you know, the young kids of today say, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's saddening to hear something like this. Of course, like you mentioned, Flutterwave represented a whole lot of companies that could be like it, you know. But I remember sharing this story with a friend of mine who said to me, I'm not surprised Really? Why? I'm saddened, but I'm not surprised. I don't know. I never really went further to ask. Huh, uh, because okay. you can't have bad news at once. But yeah, yeah. having said that, one of the biggest conversations I saw around this story, and I actually was a part of a, a Twitter space that happened on the day the story broke, uh, was okay. around the confidence in terms of uh, investment in startups in Nigeria. And um, a lot of people coming out to say, look, this is bad news for a lot of good companies that are actually trying to scale up, to raise financing, especially in Nigeria and in Mm. Africa. And uh, if uh, something like this is proven correct or right, then uh, there's a bit of skepticism and a lot of people that might actually pull back their money. Like Mm -hmm. you said, venture capitalists and all of these people. I mean, Africa is not the US. You know how... People are even over nothing, over a story mm. seen somewhere on BBC or CNN. And this is where I found it interesting because a lot of people are like, okay, it now makes sense why probably some investors will put money when there's a white face or somebody they have mm. as a lead because then you know how your investment or, you know, whatever the company is, you know, there is, you yeah. have a hand in it, even if not intentionally, which I yeah. found not true. I found like, okay, the, we, we've been having this conversation with startups and in Africa and yeah. the idea that they are not really fully African-owned. So Flutterwave represented that Africanness mm. in every mm-hmm. possibility mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the co-founders, 
and everything. So it saddens me doomly, actually. <laughs> but I hope it doesn't change how investors look at, for example, Nigeria. Nigeria is still a very large market. Mm. It's still mm. a very big place to invest in or to bet money on. And there are a lot of brilliant startups still coming out. So ideally, that's the biggest question. And do we start trusting these unicorns that come up? I told you how even on Mansa, we were working on a a column called Beyond Funding. And the conversation for us was around how do we cover startups away from just raising financing and all this money, but look at the impact and if they're able to scale up and actually have users Mm -hmm. in their markets. Because like you said, you raise all money and there's no product. Then what? So there are a lot of question marks and uh, I don't know. I am equally as confused when it comes to this story. And I think at the end of the day, um, yes, something may have happened at Flutterwave. And hey, things happen in fast-paced startups that are seeking high growth and the Mm. works. Certain things fall through the cracks, Mm. which I guess speaks to why it's important to have certain policies and certain structures within that small business. As you're Mm -hmm. still one person, two two people, five people, ten, and as you grow, all of these things are still in place, right? But I think what I want to say is that the... Nigerian fintech sector is not necessarily a replica of uh, the entire African tech startup ecosystem, right? So even within Nigeria, there are very good people in the ecosystem who are Mm -hmm. building great companies. The challenge that we're sort of dealing with now is that the investor community seems or tends to view Africa with just one kind of lens. So if Flutterwave has done bad, then all of them are also doing bad, which is not necessarily true. The reality is that um, it's not even a Nigerian uh, startup issue or tech startup ecosystem issue. Neither Mm. is it even an African tech startup ecosystem issue. Because like I mentioned, the people that I mentioned earlier on, Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos, uh, Travis Kalanick of Uber, uh, I mean, who else can we put? The Adam Newman of uh, WeWork. I mean, examples of CEOs whose actions sort of tarnished the companies that they work for. Mm-hmm. And uh, as these allegations are coming against the CEO of Flutterwave, um, I guess it then just speaks to a serious need for real governance measures in all of these companies. And trust mm-hmm. me, I also run uh, a tech startup. And it's not always easy to have all of these systems and checks and balances in place in the beginning days. And then when you grow too fast, some of these things fall through the cracks. And if you're not careful, you then Mm. end up with situations like this. So there's a great need for serious governance measures to sort of avoid some of these things that would then tarnish uh, the industry as well as their companies. And it matters because technology now, it governs most parts of our lives. Most of the things that we do now, I mean, the fact that Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you and you're in Dakar and I'm in Johannesburg, tens of thousands of kilometers away, thanks to technology. So tech is going to continue to be a very important part of our lives. Uh, Health is governed by tech. Finance will be processed by tech. tech. Agriculture, government. I mean, we talk of e-government nowadays. So there's a lot of uh, introspection that needs to happen. Uh, on the part of us as uh, one, the startup founders and Mm. the policies that we are putting in our companies and the way we're governing our companies 
the way we interact with our employees, those that believe in us while there's still no company to be called a unicorn, while it's still mm. just an idea, those people that believe in us, there's a lot that needs to happen. And I guess, like I'm saying, from a governance perspective, there's also something that needs to happen to make sure that, you know, there's checks and balances in place and that power is not just used willy-nilly. That will be my take around this thing. Uh, time will tell uh, whether um, the allegations are proven true or not. But now, I haven't heard anything from the CEO directly, but what I know for sure is that the board of investors or the board appointed by the investors uh, has got a lot of work that it's currently doing at this particular point. Mm. To be honest, I've learned a lot from you. I'm always happy to be talking to you on this program because I know you're in this space. But to close, I think it's important for the world to understand that Africa is beyond just a one country or one company for that matter, even Nigeria itself. There's two amazing, brilliant, innovative companies in Nigeria, in Senegal, in Rwanda, all over the place. And yes. there is still lots of challenges to be solved in Africa. When we talk mm. about uh, fintech, uh, when we talk about renewables, when we talk about all of technology, I don't see any other place uh, with immense opportunity than the African continent because we mm. still yep. are step back and we yep. need all of this. So we still need the investment. We still need the money. But also for mm. me to touch on um, startups, I think, Dumi, this is something I always wonder. Is it better to raise the money first or to really build something a little bit. Of course, you need the money to build. But I feel like yeah. sometimes we might um, jump the step of actually building a company just hmm. to raise a certain amount of money and become a unicorn. It's awesome and fantastic. But at hmm. the end of the day, you know, we need to look at the conversation of scaling up and uh, being yeah. able to actually create solutions and yeah. obviously raise the money. And yeah. I think flat wave for whatever these allegations are true or not, there's a lesson yeah. to pick for a lot of startup founders, especially on how to deal with employees, on uh, how to create sustainable businesses, which we keep really talking about. And um, I really want to leave this at this, Dumi, because I know we have yeah. only 15 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I wish we had doubled the time. I know, I know. But thanks a lot for the insight and for giving us an understanding into what this could actually mean for the continent. I don't think there's going to be as uh, much impact, we hope, and keep our fingers crossed. But we'll definitely be following up on this story. And uh, to the loyal listeners of yours who are watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for being a part of another episode of the Weekly Beat. And um, we will be back here next week with another story. And obviously, if there's something developing on this story, we'll add up on it and share with you. But at the end of the day, for us, it's about investment. And as we said earlier on, this doesn't take away the immense opportunity the continent still presents. And even the good work that has been done by other startups doesn't take away from that absolutely so that brings us to the end of the show uh just follow us at uh, mansa media underscore africa or the website www.mansamedia.africa and um, sign up for our weekly newsletter the third opinion which goes out every friday morning is our editor's uh, third take on a story where story has two sides we believe there's a third side that is hidden that's what we try to give you on friday in the third opinion and uh, as Dumi says, he has to pay some profits. 
Thanks a lot for listening and have a very fantastic week. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.